0: On Inside Motorsport, we find out more about the supercars in Townsville. I hope you stay with us. We speak to the championship leader in the Dunlop Super 2's Bryce Forward, later in the show but first the weekend victories for Scott McLaughlin and Shane Van Gisbergen headlined a very different two days of racing at the Townsville 400. First of all in the dry Scott McLaughlin came back from not being on pole position to take the victory. I honestly thought after qualifying maybe we were like second, third Um, but honestly when the Tyre's life started to become something. Um, like lap 15, my thing just turned turned on, and um, I was able to pressure Chaz at the start, and then it was also Reynolds, and you know managed to keep a uh, close the gap to Jamie in that last stint, just a uh, second last stint, and then I was able to uh, you know half come out not too far behind him. Lost a bit of time with Chaz battling, but it was good battle. You know like it was just full race face and having a good time, so had a lot of a lot of fun with it. In horrendous conditions, it was Shane van Gisbergen who managed to hold off the challenges in what was a drama field race, which included his teammate, seven-time supercar champion, Jamie Winkup, knocking down the walls off turn three. Yeah, it was one of the craziest races I've, I've had for a while, and it was the race where I tried to just do my job and stay on the track, but that was one in the pits, you know, the Strategy from Shippy from and the guys there, the great pit stops, but also keeping me calm. Like we had nowhere the fastest car, but keep getting good info to me and I just made no mistakes and stayed on the track, which was the main thing and yeah, it was awesome. A lot of a lot of action but Pretty cool. Bryce Forward joins us on the line. And Bryce, congratulations. A, queen sleep, a clean sweep up there in Townsville this year. Your consistency and uh, results are really uh, making this championship very hard to take off you.
1: Yeah, look, um, thank you. Yeah, look, it was a, a really good round for us. Um, you know, we, we thought at the start of the weekend it was going to be uh, a little bit harder. You know, we're up the front, but we weren't the fastest car. But um, yeah, look, the, the MW. Uh, Motorsport Altima has been absolutely on fire and been a really good race car this year. You know, as as the laps wore down in the race, our car got faster and faster, so that made my job a little bit easier. But um, yeah, look, everything's going really well at the moment.
0: It's interesting to see how the Nissan has become so well suited and in the hands of MW Motorsport for Super Two competition. When you consider this car's struggles in the main game over the years,
1: yeah. Look, obviously. Um, you know, anyone that's looked in the sort of Super 2 series or development series or Fujitsu series, as, you know, the history of the series, Matt White's been a part of it a long time and been very, very successful across, you know, a range of different model cars. So, you know, he runs a very, very good outfit. And, uh, you know, I think you could give those guys, um, you know, a cardboard box with wheels and they still make it go fast. So, you know, they really know their stuff. And as you say, you know, the Nissan's, obviously, have come directly from Kelly's and, um, you know, we have no technical alliance and the car's basically, you know, set up, um, you know, solely through um, the Matt White Motorsport guys and, you know, they're a rocket ship, that's for sure.
0: You are driving it extremely well at the moment too and it's been quite a journey, your journey to this point in your career.
1: Yeah, look, absolutely. Um, You know, it's getting getting the right car at the right time with the right support and the right people around you is like trying to align the stars and, you know, no matter how good you are, uh, if you don't have all those stars aligned, you're never going to make it and you're never going to look any special. So, you know, it uh, it sure has been a, you know, a journey. And it's not like I've learned how to drive overnight. Um, you know, I've I've been the same person I've always been. It's just, you know, I've got the right team, the right car around me. and It's all sort of come together and, um, you know, we're doing well, basically.
0: You come from the Northern Territory. Are you still in the Northern Territory or have you had to move to Queensland to base yourself?
1: Yeah, so I had to move, uh, basically had to move out at 16 um, and I basically went to work for Paul Morris at his driving centre at Norwell. Um, and I've since sort of hopped around between uh, the Gold Coast and Melbourne and now back on the Gold Coast currently. Um, and look, I, I certainly miss Darwin. Um, you know, you, we, we have a lifestyle up there like no other. Um, you know, with all the camping and fishing and everything right on our doorstep, which is what I've grown up doing, but, you know, we're too unfortunately, we're too isolated uh, up in Darwin, and, you know, if I get an opportunity from a team you know, they expect you to be there the next day and that, that's kind of pretty hard to do from Darwin.
0: Yeah, I can understand that entirely. Now, you you started your racing in karts and were extremely successful in the karting uh, ranks throughout Australia. At what point Did you have the career goal to go supercars over trying to race open wheelers elsewhere?
1: Um, Well, you know, basically coming through go-karts, I didn't have any goal of racing cars professionally at all. Um, You know, it was a a little hobby between um, Dad and myself and, you know, one thing sort of went to another and all of a sudden we, you know, started winning some fairly decent sized events and, um, you know, we won sort of nearly everything there was to win in Australia and did quite well overseas and then it was like far out maybe we should you know maybe we should continue on with this and uh, look as everyone does I, I wanted to go to Formula 1 um, but you know once we sort of looked into it and looked at the cost in, in trying to run um, you know because doing Formula 4 and and you know Renault 1.6 and Renault 2 litre and that sort of stuff is, is probably on par with Super 2 but when you go race GP3 or something like that you know, you're looking at huge budgets and that is just absolutely out of question for me and, uh, you know, my family. So, you know, unless you've, um, you know, got serious family money, that's extremely hard. And, you know, all our sort of sponsorship uh, contacts, you know, they're here in Australia. And so flying, say, the Midi flag over in Europe, that does absolutely nothing for their brand. And so how can you sell that to a company to try and help sponsor you? So, you know, for me, it was more about, You know, I've I've raced against, um, you know, people that will be in Formula 1 and I've beaten them, you know, um, in the World Championships and, you know, in Las Vegas Supernats and all that kind of stuff. And I've raced all against those guys and proved I could do it. But, you know, without the funding um, that those guys have, it's just not possible. So that's sort of where the, you know, we looked into supercars and thought, you know, supercars certainly isn't easy to crack into by any means, but it was a lot more achievable for us
0: now what this is your fourth season in super two uh yeah this is our fifth season in super two um
1: and so unlike a lot of people you know they say i'm sort of a veteran of super two but it's only my fifth year racing a car because i jump straight out of a go-kart straight into a super car and straight into super two so you know i sort of wish we did a little bit differently now because you know we get viewed as you know being five years in the championship which which is true but you know a lot of people do a few years of formula Ford and, and you know, whatnot before they jump in to that, to that point. So, you know, my experience level is, you know, probably no higher than, than you know, some of the other people that have done the likes of 86s and um, forward. But, you know what, it's it's the bed we've made and we have to line it. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's all... I don't think there's a, you know, a set-in-stone path that everybody has to take. We've just done things a little bit differently the most.
0: And it has meant that a year like you're having this year is really turning the opinions of Bryce Forward in the minds of decision-makers across the supercar category, because you're showing the experience and the, the development, which when you what were you, 16 or 17 when you made your first leap? Yeah, 16. 16, yeah. It, it's, it's such a big leap that the mistakes that come along with it from, you know, lack of experience and then just lack of understanding the, the vehicle you're racing – you've had that time now to turn into the racing driver that you want to be.
1: Yeah, exactly, right. It's like um it's like water skiing, if you don't fall off, you're not trying hard enough. And it's like being a football player, if you are scared of being tackled and, you know, football's not for you. It's a, it's the same deal, you know, you can't expect to learn to drive a race car on the limit and and not overexceed it somewhere and, and find yourself in a pickle. It's just sort of just how it works and, you know, I guess when you can race formula Ford and that kind of stuff a lot of your learning is off camera and and not in front of all these people. Whereas for me, you know, I was straight in Super Two, so you know, my my learning's been on TV. And you know, when I've when I've stuffed up, as people do, you know, it's it's you know, it's made the highlights, and you know, you feel pretty bad about it. But you know, it is what it is, and you know, you're racing against a lot more experienced people and a lot of older people. Um, and you know, you just got to rise to the rise to the challenge, basically.
0: So, what's the career path looking like? Where are you plotting for your next twenty twenty and beyond?
1: Ah, oh, look, that's a really hard. Um, you know, that, that's a million dollar question, to be honest with you. I, I have no idea. Um, you know, for me, it's I'm sort of, you know, concentrating fairly, fairly heavily and fairly hard on my Super Two campaign. And um, you know, as far as I'm concerned the best thing I can do is try and win that championship, which is a lot easier said than done. Um, And, you know, whilst we're off to a really good start, everything can change very, very fast. So, you know, we're certainly not not looking back at this stage, but, um, you know, hopefully if we do a really good job this year and, you know, we're dominant, you know, there there might be opportunities come of that. And, you know, that's something that, um, you know, I I can't guess. I I don't know what's going to happen there. So, yeah, we'll have to sort of wait and see.
0: Sounds like uh, there's a few opportunities there, and you just have to keep your head about you in 2019 to hopefully close off what has been a spectacular year for you.
1: Yeah, oh, we have to have to wait and see, sort of what what opens up. You know, um, obviously there's a, a lot of you know a lot of movement happening in the supercars paddock at the moment. Um, so you know, if I can do a good job, and I don't know, I might might be able to find myself in there. I have no idea, but. At this stage, I'm, I'm not even worrying about that. I'm just, you know, all eyes forward on the Super 2 championship and trying to do the best job I can because I don't want to take my finger off the pulse and, and you know, lose what I've got going at the moment.
0: And for MW Motorsport, it is uh, a very competitive year, not only with yourself at the front, but Zane Goddard's showing good speed and the youngster, Tyler Evingham, from, uh, he's from Orange, I'm pretty sure, is also uh, putting some great results in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Zane, you know, um, but you know, both those both those guys. Someone like Zane, I've raced go karts for a long, long time, um actually. And you know, definitely he's he's been doing a really good job. You know, Perth, um Perth he did a really good job and was really fast. Yeah, unfortunately, he unfortunately struggled to get the cars the start line a little bit, but you know, that's that's a kid also, that's his, you know, first time off the front row and, and all that and don't worry I had the same thing off at Clipsal, you know, but luckily I was able to stick it together and you know, it all ended up quite quite good for us but you know he did struggle to get the car off the line a little bit but you know he definitely showed um that he's fast and he definitely showed that at Townsville too you know he's actually uh you know on, on Saturday he was actually on for a really good qualifying lap he, he was equal he was equal with my lap um until midway through the track where he had a made a bit of a mistake and found himself off the road but you know they, they definitely showed that they can do it and Tyler's the same you know these cars are really really hard to stop and obviously everyone can go flat out the straight line so a lot of the techniques in, in how to stop the car and he stops the car really quite well so he's someone that's going to be uh you know an up-and-coming driver for sure you know for him it's just about learning the track and you know these these supercars are a fairly big angry beast to throw around a road track and um you know you sort of it's, it's an apprenticeship, you know, you sort of got to learn and earn your stripes along the way, and that's sort of where
0: he's at. Mm. Can you talk to me a little bit about the uh, what it seems like now is the, the uh, Paul Morris Finishing School for Race Drivers. Uh, Anton's been through there, you've been through this, and there's a number of other young drivers now who are sort of developing and honing their schools up there at Norwell. Yes, yeah, so
1: obviously for me, um, in my very first year, um, you know I, I worked for Paul um, I raced for him as well and then ultimately um, you know then went to Matt White and I sort of learnt my craft and, and what not from Matt White and his. you know my engineer Brendo there I sort of you know my first year I was 16 and you know it was, it was a fairly big jump out of go-karts straight into a race car And um, but you know obviously um, you know I, I did do a lot of laps at Paul's and spent a lot of time on the skid pan and all that kind of stuff which all which all definitely helps. And obviously, Anton's done a really, really good job. Um, and, you know, look back through Anton's karting career, you know, he's, he's had one of the best karting career out of anyone in our country. You know, he's, he was extremely successful. Um, so he's always been very, very good, um, you know, at anything he's done. So, you know, obviously, he's got a lot of young kids up there at the moment, which is really good because, you know, it's extremely, it's extremely hard to get laps in these race cars. You know they they say obviously the super twos the feeder category for V8 supercars, except for we only drive the car ten times a year, and that's all. And we're already up. We've already done eight rounds of the supercars championship now, and we only get to drive it I think 10 times a year, including test days. So it's very very hard to try and learn to drive these cars when you barely ever get to drive them. Mm.
0: Which is interesting to see what Zach Smith one of your competitors has been doing by taking so many opportunities that he can to get into a wildcard.
1: Exactly right. And, you know, those opportunities aren't there for everyone. Um, You know, the opportunities to do that aren't there for me um, for budget reasons. But, you know, when you can do them, absolutely. You know, I I don't think, you know, going into a wildcard round, into supercars, you know, you have to go soul-searching like you never have before because, you know, that category is extremely competitive and not the super two is not it's just that the depth of the competition in the field you know if you lose a tenth in a qualifying lap there's three cars in that whereas in super two midway through the pack you know one tenth might be one spot instead of four spots so you know obviously jack's done a a really good job and 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 it showed you know i've watched the races myself um you know and he made some extremely good passes very very calculated passes and you know, that's coming from experience and miles.
0: Well, Bryce, it's been a pleasure to talk to you and all the best keeping those orange numbers on the car right up and to Newcastle. Yeah, thanks very much. We'll see how we go. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.